So I was thinking for a new thing. A new thing. Mm-hmm. Where I chew gum. I will the take these headphones episode. out and walk out the door. <laughs> the entire I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> no, I'm going to take it out and put it somewhere safe. Oh, in my gum wrapper. That's smart of me. Um, no. I'll come back to that later. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that God. was the face that I was making. Right? Uh, <laughs> just, uh, uh, uh. You sound uh, like every Spyro villain in the first Spyro game made. Do I? Because <laughs> yeah. they're all like toad type characters. Go look up Spyro noises, like the first villains in the episodes. I sound just like it. I love you. I love you. Here. Take a sip. What is this, water? Yes. This isn't our water. This is Anthony's water. I don't care. Okay. Bring in more water later. Bottoms up, bitches. Your mouth noises need to stop. (laughs) Headphones off. We should probably start the show. (laughs) Yeah, after that unpleasantness, start the damn show. And welcome to Talk to the Nerd, a podcast about the hobbies your heart most desires. My name is Ryan Hall. And my name is Richard Lasco. I've just assumed at this point that anytime you introduce yourself, it's going to be as if you were a knight introducing himself when walking into the Grand Hall. <laughs> it's like, like a Gaston type, like... And introducing <laughs> Richard, where me, bitches. <laughs> grandiose. The more grandiose I can get, the better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good grief. Yeah. Love it. Yep. 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 <laughs> I am good, and I am grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I have started because I've been on a hiatus for like six months. Okay. I'm curious. I'm actually going to start DMing again next week. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A two-player campaign. Okay. Um, With uh, my buddy Kid and Anthony. Okay. And we're doing a... We did a world-building game called The Quiet Year. <clears throat> or The Silent Year? Yes. The yeah. Quiet Year. We, the, the Quiet, quiet year. year. Yeah, we talked about... Yeah. I think we talked about this before. Um, they enjoyed the hell out of The Quiet Year. Okay. Um... And basically, the Quiet Year is just a world-building game that you could do before you do your uh, any kind of tabletop role-play game adventures campaigns. Yes, it's a really cool. Yeah, the first time I heard it was when the McElroys on the Adventure Zone did it for Ether C. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very cool. Oh, it was it, very neat. It was, it, was it was so enjoyable to yeah, listen to. It really was. And I could it, listen I like to the idea so a lot. much of that. I, I I could listen to a whole podcast of just someone doing the Quiet Year over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but we did that. We built a little town in 
um, the 1890s okay. called Bear Creek, and we had a blast doing that. And the whole premise is that we're kind of changing history a little bit, um, and there's a alien invasion coming in. Okay. <clears throat> and we don't know if they're good or bad, so they were setting up the town to kind of prepare for that. Except that they kind of forgot about the aliens half the time, so they were just kind of building the town, which works for what I wanted to do anyway. Okay. But they had a blast, and we're going to start doing that. They decided that they're both going to be either full or half alien uh, people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea is that aliens came, the leader of them shook the president's hand, and they introduced themselves as like, hey, our planet's not habitable anymore. Can we have the moon? And can we park some people here and they agreed and they're extremely peaceful at least interesting okay what that's yeah on the surface on the surface we'll see yeah we'll see maybe they're good maybe they're bad maybe there's some i i can't say yeah because some people listen to this show (laughs) like anthony and i can't really say anything so have you have i told you the last like session i played with my players i'm yeah yeah, you did. I think you mentioned it um, about five episodes about ago. Yeah. Oh, well, then I have not updated you. Really? Okay. Because I remember staring into the nothingness and and, and oh, okay, nothing yes. staring back at you this or whatever. Was, honestly, this moment that I did with my players was one of the most fun, cinematic, yeah, and just like emotionally driven moments that I've had in my campaign, like that I've DM'd ever. It was legitimately amazing in the underground city where my where one of my like settings is the players have brought back one of the characters that they know that they've collected this orphan girl named tor and she's like going into it the idea of uh she lived down there was taken out of there and was now brought back to like help them help the party right she wasn't going to leave the party because why would she when she doesn't know the surface? Not that that people understand it, but a Tina. Yes. Um, and so she's <laughs> just kind of dragged along. Well, the problem is she is from this orphanage yeah. in the underground. The orphanage collects children who either don't have parents or children. And the ones that are good, they train them to be thieves. Oh. And so they, the thieves, pickpocket spies, like things like that. Um, the ones who are either really skilled or the ones that they make really skilled. Is this kid doing it for like the long, like the long game? Or this kid has been doing this her entire life and has never known anything else until the party showed up. Oh. And then gets recruit, basically gets recruited. Accidentally thieves from our thief who oh. catches her. Yeah, of course. And then sees himself in her and is like all right you're gonna come with me <laughs> one i'm gonna teach you how like to do your it, job kid. one i'm gonna do, teach you how to do your job better yep and then two like you can go on your way but then she's like no i'm gonna follow you now because you were the only person who's ever been nice to me nope you show me feelings and now yep. i'm attached and you yep. cannot get rid of me and so now he's like <laughs> fuck i've got this child i'm looking after so we just adopted her is that with their group is is that um uh, Tiberius. Tiberius. Is yes. that Tiberius? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he is, uh, he, they, they are now in this back, back underground. They've been out. They got out, escaped. And now they're back in because of some stuff. And they, the orphanage finds her and is like, you left. 
come back to the family. Ooh. Come back. Ooh. You know no. you can't escape. No, thank you. You know you can't escape. I don't know where you've been this past month, but you've got to come back to the family. We need this you. This is where you belong. Exactly. The party tries <laughs> to run. Shivers down my guts. Damn spine. The party tries to run. Tor is petrified. Well, yeah. And so they don't escape. Tor's like, I'm going to protect you guys. Just just go hide, go run, and goes back to the dude. They take her back to the orphanage. Of course, the party's like, fuck that. We're going to find you now. Wow. So they hunt her down, in, hunt this orphanage down, find it, Gosh. and they have to break in uh-huh. to rescue Tor. So they managed to sneak their way in. I mean, is it that tough of an orphanage that they can't just burst in and say that one's well, ours? They also don't want to kill kids, and they don't know who's being trained to kill people and who's Ooh. not. And they don't want to go around killing a bunch of kids if they don't have to. Man, this is why you play with more than two other people. <laughs> because if we just went off based off what I said, I would have gotten some kids killed. <laughs> so they sneak in somehow. When I tell you everything <laughs> Everything went wrong, huh? They they almost fell off the roof of a two story oh orphanage. Oh my gosh. Uh, the only reason they didn't, didn't like fuck everything up is that one of them could turn invisible. Oh my <laughs> Magically, lord. Magically. So he did. <laughs> it's just like a Oh shit. <laughs> it was so funny. Did he take the fall um, damage? It was a whole thing. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. I think he did take some fall damage, but not a whole lot. Okay. But it was it was so funny. Um, wow. No, I think what I did was I gave him the choice of either falling to the ground and not being where they were supposed to be on the roof oh. or landing on the roof and making a ton of noise. You gave him a hard choice. I did. And they chose to fall down to the ground, turn invisible. A hard choice. It was hilarious. Or a price to so, pay. They get into the orphanage. Again, crazy Shannon is going up down, but they somehow managed to sneak their way to the correctional rooms. Oh, no. Yes. So they find that this place is literally whipping children because they are trying to keep them in line. And if you get out of line, they literally will whip you. Like, it is a absolute horror show. And not like horror show, but it was bad. So. Huh. They go in. They obviously get pissed. All of them well, are yeah. pissed off. You're beating children. Yeah. You die now. Yeah. So they f- sneak their way back across to the the room where the boss mm-hmm. is in. Mm-hmm. Sneak into his office. One of them stands guard. And it's just Tor and Severin, the two thieves. <laughs> the one who adopted her and her are in this room. And I had this fight between them and him. Oh, the leader of the orphanage? Yeah. Oh, And it man. was amazing. So every single round that it's his turn, he is screaming at them. Like, he starts out calm, but they start attacking him. And he's literally just like, I'm the only one that ever loved you. I'm the only one that ever wanted you. I'm the one that's been protecting you your whole Damn. life. And she's like... What are you ta- like? I'm. I know freedom now, and like they're yeah. yelling, and 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 Severin Tiberius is getting into this too. He's getting into the <laughs> moment. And his character's like, this is not. Oh, this is not true. Like 
and then he even makes it. He starts making it personal. Oh, he says, really? I'm saying she. He says we Ooh. are free now. We are different now because his. He was starting to envision his upbringing because he was brought up very similarly in a, in a guild. So he not only sympathized and empathized with this girl, but she brought him into his life, vice versa, yeah. making himself enter into her life yeah and embracing all of her and 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 all of him and just wow that is incredible and so they have this fight scene and i literally and for the players who literally listen to the show i threw out any hit points like i recorded them because i wanted to see what it would end up yeah but i they had it was no all points. purely cinematic. It was. Yeah. I I literally have I've no, done that before. You it was have like to. I was like, when this is no longer interesting, we'll end it. Yeah. When this is when this is done. When, when you this see that climax, course, that climax hits. Yeah. And I was just we were rolling, we were rolling to hit, and it was so, um, like they were, uh, two, 25, 25 minimum like damage because wow. they're both rogues and they're both pretty high level. Yeah. They're doing 25, 30 damage per hit. He's, like, doing 10, maybe. And, like, they're getting scratched up, but they are fine. He's, like, I'm, he's not even feeling it as he's getting scratched and cut. Wow. And he, he, they're just slash, slash, stab, just tons of damage into the bad guy. As he's l- starting to break down, screaming at them, screaming about how... He used to be in the gutter, and he built himself up, and he was so good, and you can't stop me. And literally, she turns, and she's like, I've seen the sun. You don't even know what that is. You're nothing. And turns around and walks out. And she's like, I don't even want to kill him. I'm done. It's not even worth it. Not even worth it. You're nothing. You're literally nothing. So she turns and walks out. He stands there, and he's like, you know what? She's right. You're not worth anything. He turns around and walks out, takes an attack of opportunity, misses entirely as he's literally screaming, look at me, as he's screaming at him wow. to look at him because the only thing he wanted was to be acknowledged. And he, <laughs> and now he's being ignored by people that he doesn't even see as worthy to exist. Gee. And they walk out and they walk by their friend who is a cannibal, <laughs> walks in slaughters him fuck butchers him <laughs> brutally and i'm assuming eats him i'm assuming so <laughs> I'm assuming so we didn't see door was closed the door was closed <laughs> that was a behind the scenes scene wow yeah <laughs> you gotta love scenes like that it seems it's like that so it's real seems, it seems like when tina was was almost dying yeah it's, and when the characters are so like the, the the relationships they have with the with the person in 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 particular and just diving into who they are what what got them there and 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 throwing them their their whole self into it and just on that verge of every oh yeah it becomes real again yeah it becomes a story and it was so like every single player was on the edge of their seat and only two of us were actually in the scene it was me and one other player 
I have two other players at the table, but they were so into it and so they just like sat there and listened, absorbed. Yeah. See, this is fucking why D and D is so good. Why well, any tabletop role play when done right is so yeah. good. I li- I went out and had coffee with these friends a few years back. Okay, like back in 2017, I think. And we sat down. And I was explaining what D and D was. I was explaining the Tina moment. How she how she was drowning. She did drown technically. Yeah, she did. And y'all were trying to bring her back to life and it was an emotional time and so i was like yeah we we do tabletop role play they're like what's that i explained it and then one of them said oh my gosh so it's like you're telling a story and you're playing as those characters and you're you're getting emotional with it that seems really cool and then my other friend says well that's so silly you can have just real life moments in the real world and i'm like (laughs) do you read do you listen to music? Because yeah. I know you do both. Do you get into movies and shows and like get absorbed in the characters at all? Like because all of that's wrapped up in this. I I've been listening to several streamers and one of the things that they've talked about is is they used to play D and D, and because of some really bad experiences, oh, they're completely man. turned off to the game. And I'm like, that is so that's heartbreaking. Sad. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking because I know what it's like to play a game. That is so beautiful and wrapped up that it becomes a part of you. And you put a part of yourself, your soul, into yeah. this character, into this game. And it no longer becomes a game. It is it is you experiencing something yeah. that your character is experiencing. We got so into so it. Good. I wrote a song about your yeah. characters. We I wrote literally a four-page short, I, I, short I liter- story. I literally, <laughs> literally cried. Yeah. <laughs> I... I'm still very proud of that moment. Like it was so intense, and those are the moments that can really become yeah. their own stories that you tell for Fuck. years. Balance the adventure zone. Balance yeah. when Griffin McElroy did his first DMing campaign. Like we were ball. We listened to that last yeah. episode together in 2017, and we were bawling. It was it was such a good like. D&D can be this incredibly beautiful thing where you're connecting yourself to your character into into a story and getting into a place where if you've ever read a super good book yeah. or watched an amazing show you and you that you get into and you cry when the character dies yeah. or whatever it can be like that but it also can be an absolute horror show mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it's not done right, if it's not done with the right DM or done with the right players yeah. or have the right <clears throat> mindset going in or whatever. It can be such a bad experience. And that breaks my heart as yeah. a DM. Because I'm like, guys, D&D is amazing. D&D is epic. It's so what you make it. But so many people don't make it yeah. right. And I think and that's that why, me. I think that's why I was gone like – Nothing against anybody who listens to this and is involved specifically with what I'm about to say. But I think that's why I just got so out of D&D for the past six months. It was a com- well, it was a combination of like stagnant story and, and, and player um, uh, chemistry with the DM chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. On top of just life getting so fucking busy lately. Yeah, of course. You know? I mean, life's always busy. <laughs> always. Well, yeah, but you know, more yes, so than... I know. I you know. know there was been a lot. I lost my job. <laughs> yes. I know. And it's, it's been nuts. Yeah. And it, it really comes down to finding the right people. And the, I, par- the problem yeah. and the sad part yeah. about it, honestly, 
is you won't know. You won't because I my very like our very first role play was the zombie role play. We had nothing to go off of. Yeah. I made my own system just kind of on the fly and it yeah. worked for the most part. Yeah, I mean it, it was, was fun. fun. Right? It was fun. I had the right players. I I was gun ho on the story. It was fantastic. We made maps. It was great. After that, we did one that I don't want to talk about. And then after that, <laughs> after that, I bought so many D and D books. And yeah. we got into D and D because we had been listening to the Adventure Zone, and we're, we were like, we're familiar with this system. We've listened to enough Adventure Zone. <laughs> and um, for real, for real. And that was still to this day one of my favorite campaigns that I've ever done. I have not had a campaign a campaign where I was a player or as a DM that I have enjoyed that much. And yeah. it added so much real fucking emotion. I've had to like when as a DM, I've had to reach out and try to find ways to get people to have emotions that are tied with certain things because you and Anthony were incredible at doing that. I didn't need to throw situations at you. Yeah. I had ABC and you took those and made the rest of the alphabet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that's literally what I didn't have to. And I just took what y'all were doing. Yeah. Put some oomph to it, and it, it it was so beautiful. It was so good. There was emotions. There was comedy. There was darkness. There was happiness. There was brightness. There was a, 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 a bitter sweetness. Like, there was just everything. Everything I needed and y'all needed and everything we wanted and desired, it was there. Yeah. And now I've had to reach out and be like, okay, when y'all make characters, I need to know what... Your relationships, I need to know if you have a significant other, if you have children, your parents are alive, your siblings are alive, that kind of deal. Like something that I can work off of because I can't trust anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, we we both got a little spoiled on our we first did. like real games. And it was like, it was our first three campaigns that I we know. did were just great. Yeah. And they were, each one was different and How? unique and, and fun and it was like some of them were just straight up for the fun of it, right? Yeah. We just we threw it all away and we had a good time and that was it. And then when we were done, we were done. Um, but one the one that we emotionally got connected to was it was unique and different. And yeah, I've not really had many moments like that since. It sounds like you had one recently. I did. And I'm very. <laughs> I'm I'm living vicariously through you because yeah. I, I, I'm glad that you got to experience that as a DM. Right. I'm so happy that you did because now you get where I was. Yeah. And it was such, it was just such a fun moment to watch the player go. And I was so grateful (laughs) to the players for getting in on that moment with me. Yeah. And again, that is what D&D can be. Yes. And it also can be just a barrel of laughs and a Mm -hmm, good time mm -hmm, and a game mm -hmm, and it's fun. mm -hmm. But especially with longer form campaigns, it can be this emotional experience yeah. and, and a great cathartic experience. It's fun. It's it is yeah. really really fun. This but, has been a fun episode. I I feel so gone far, about this. Right? It was good. It was really like it was, it was fun fun. Okay, so I mentioned this anime. Oh yeah, I mentioned gotta... this anime last week. I also mentioned this anime like several weeks ago. The Ice Blade Sorcerer will one day rule the world. You watched it. I've watched it. Okay. It is. So the Ice Blade Warrior wants to no, rule the Ice world. No, Ice Blade Sorcerer. Oh, Sorcerer. Will one day rule will the world. Will one day rule the world. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Is it's good, I guess. It's so campy. It's so campy. It is it is it takes every trope in video games and in video games. Well, uh, every trope in anime. Okay, okay. And then just like runs with it unapologetically. <laughs> <laughs> like unapologetically. Wow. It takes the overpowered like way overpowered guy uh-huh. who is appears underpowered, but then at the end of the episode he shows like how really strong he is. Of in one course, area. Of course. And then in the next episode, it just like goes from zero to a thousand. At one point, he literally joins two clubs <laughs> the Gardening Club. Okay. And the Explorers Club. Okay. And the Explorers Club is a bunch of dudes in a sauna with buff muscles. <laughs> buff muscles, huh? That's it. That's it. It's They're a just in a sauna. In a sauna. And that's, and that's the, the all, adventure club. That is what we see of them every <laughs> single time. <laughs> what about the gardening club? It's. A, I mean, it's an actual gardening it's club. It's a gardening club. Okay. It's an actual gardening gardening club. Okay. They actually do. Like it's it's run by the one of the, uh, I think third years, and they. She, like a really hot girl who runs the club and so of they've got course. all the girls that are like obsessed with like they think she's really cool they kind of that click and the one like assistant to her who's like you're not gonna get in this club and so the girl's like you know what you can choose and so they give him this task and he just does the task over like a week or whatever it was and succeeds and everyone's like blown away and it, it again so yeah. unapologetically just does it. Doesn't explain it. Doesn't make it any less campy. Doesn't do... And, and not just this trope. Every single trope. <laughs> and it's so funny. They even do, like, fan service. But they do it in a way that's just stupid. <laughs> like, it's not even good. It's just stupid. And it's so funny. And it just makes me laugh. It's like, this isn't even, like... Oh, fan service. It's just a fan service from <laughs> Your being fan in there? service is lacking so much it's comedic. <laughs> it's just there. It's, it's just, just like, there. okay. They even do a maid cafe. Mm, I love me a maid cafe. No reason. And they're just like, why are we doing a maid cafe? Because everyone loves the idea of a maid. It is like, what? Wow. The guy that everyone hates somehow convinces all of the class to get on board with a maid cafe. And it just of happens. Whose idea was like, this? This what? How no, did the, that... the main character. Oh, everyone hates him. Well, he's he's a, a commoner. Everyone else in this class, everyone else in this school oh. is is highborn, and he's the only commoner. So they all hate him because of that. But he's like also getting people to like him because he's right, generally a nice right. guy. And it's just like okay, <laughs> but it also has magicians turning into demons because of magic and it's just like again every trope every single campy moment you can have they take it and they just run with it and they don't even turn back and then every episode is just like okay that happened now we're gonna move on to the next thing and just like dude does something else and just like what (laughs) okay (laughs) okay that's funny cool yeah, it was. It's so funny. Okay, That's so hilarious. the Ice Sorcerer, yeah, is about the main character who is a ice he's a guy sorcerer. Well, he is an Ice Blade Sorcerer, but you don't know that at first. 
until the end of the like, first episode. But Guy gets enrolled in a magical academy. He's the only commoner who's allowed in. And the other people are just like, most people treat him like trash because he's a commoner. They're highborn. So as soon as they find out, they treat him like garbage. And there's like three people in the school who do treat him nice. And you find out, one, that he's really weak in magic. Two, that he's really good at hand-to-hand combat, swords and stuff. Huh. Three, then you find out his magic is locked away inside of himself. And he only releases at certain times. Oh. And that's when he, like, shows his power as the Ice Blade Sorcerer. School shenanigans. Like, I literally, that's it. Like, it's just school shenanigans. And then there's a subplot of, like, demon takeover? Cult takeover? I don't know. Both. It's a weird... It's, like, got so many plots that it doesn't have a plot. All it's right, just then. It's really just how this dude takes his isolated sorcerer powers and uses them to help the people around him, but also have to show he's, like, hiding the fact that he's an isolated sorcerer. He was also in the military as a kid. Okay. He was a refugee from a village that got destroyed. Oh. And so the army soldiers who were, like, the top, 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 top magicians in the whole world. Top that. Right? The top <laughs> sorcerers in the whole world. <laughs> Pause, though. Richard had to mentally take note how bad that joke was. <laughs> the top stars in the whole world were literally the like his family. And so they taught him everything they know. And he became the isolated sorcerer because of this. And then he got into this school so that he could live a normal life. And have like friends. Because again, he grew up around soldiers and so he watched people die and there's a lot of trauma around that and it's kind of him learning how to deal with his magic and magic can go out of control in this world and it's having friends showing them it's ridiculous for literally the first like five episodes three three four episodes he's just telling everybody oh i just learned this skill out in the country (laughs) and they're like what country what farm <laughs> taught you this? I just learned this from living out in the woods. Right, out just, in the country. Out in the woods. And you like, learned things you, you never knew before. You just slaughtered a monster that's ten times our strength. How did you learn this in the farmland? <laughs> well, it's we're going to get wolves. So, I mean. So funny. That's great. Everything in the show. Is, that's I, It makes it so hard to explain to people. Like I can't right. tell you a plot. Right. Because it has no plot. <laughs> It's just what it is. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like a lack of plot could be a little concerning. Maybe even... One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I have another anime list for you. Oh, no. And you can choose which one you think is real. Oh, no. Because animes are great. Wait, which one I think is real? Uh, well, which one do you think is fake? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I have okay. two, two real, one fake. All right. Um... Oh, that means we get to make up plots. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jinx, I guess. Are you ready? All right. First one. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Two. The maid I hired recently is mysterious. Three. Only a true prince can find love. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Why do you do this? To me? <laughs> Why do you actually do this? To me? <laughs> Alright, give him give him to me again. Okay. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? That's real. The maid I hired recently is mysterious. Only a true prince can find love. <laughs> I love watching how stumped his face gets while he thinks through these ones. Only a true prince can find love. Final answer. You got it correct. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! That is the one I made up. Uh, the other two are real. Uh, oh. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? And the maid I hired recently is mysterious. Are both all right? All right. What, what are the what are the plots? Uh, in the maid that how heavy are the, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Is about a high school girl who decides that oh. she is not secure in how she feels like physically. She feels out okay, of shape. Okay. Okay. So she decides that she wants to start working out. Uh huh. And so she goes to her local gym that's having some... It's basically like Gold's Gym or um, uh, Planet Fitness where they okay. have like the big sales all the time. <laughs> having a big sale. So they go. she goes in to get a membership at the gym. Start some self-empowerment. Okay, okay. And, and, and it's just like... But she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't really want to work out. She's like really kind of lazy about it. Right. She tried working out on her own. It didn't work. And so she goes to the gym and meets with a classmate who also was going to the gym and then she fought, walks in and everybody in the gym is just jacked just bodybuilder arnold schwarzenegger muscles on every part of their bodies grunting every single move they make because of oh just working out and, and like jacked and she's like i am out i am done no, I thought this was going to be like Starbucks girls and, and doing yoga and I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing this. And then her friend looks and her friend is like obsessed with muscles. Oh, like, yeah. Loves men with muscles. <laughs> like goo goo gaga for these guys. Fuck the rolling mountains. I want cliffs. I Just want peaks. Done. And so she's like, I'm in. I sign up. She's like, Fuck. And then she finds out there's one of the guys walks over and he's like this normal looking dude in a blue jumpsuit. He's like, hi, I'm the personal trainer here. And she's like, you're hot. I'm after you now. The other one. Yeah. The, yeah. the one who originally. And so now they both are in the gym. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's just them learning to work out. What's funny about this show, what I love about the show is one, they actually teach you real workouts. They actually teach you like the right forms they try to actually like instruct really? you how to do the workouts what they do to your body how to do them the right set amount the right way to stay safe while doing it That's everything cool. like that yeah it's incredible it's actually really really neat but they also do it in such a campy way and like at one point they're talking about um like working out like i think it was like doing like lifts or something yeah and so they're talking about how like it affects your body and so it shows one of the girls and it's like showing her doing the workout right, right. and of course like she's kind of in a more bikini-esque outfit of course and it, and then it just like someone pops out one of the characters from the show like pops in screaming about fan service and like why would you do it? like i didn't know this was this kind of show and like breaks the fourth wall <laughs> that's and it's awesome. just so funny 
That is and awesome. And everything that happens is just ridiculous. At one point, the guy that looks normal bulks out, oh, yeah, rips through his bodysuit, and he's jacked as well. I, I assumed that would have Completely happened. Completely buff. Yeah. So funny. Absolutely hilarious. So what about Maiden I Hired seems mysterious. Okay. Noble kid. Yeah. Has this maid. Yeah. She's pretty. He's kind of into her. She's but he also is like freaked out. Mark? She's just doing her job. <laughs> she's just doing her job. Seriously? But she's doing like, but she's really pretty. And he's like, why do you want to work for me? I don't understand. And so he's like looking into everything she's doing, thinking that she's like trying to read books on magic and hexes. And she's just like learning how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> he's like freaking out. Like, why does she like to mess with me? Why does she do this? Why does she do that? Like, is she putting a spell on me because I like her so much? And it's just like, no, she's just giving you food. Like, she's just teasing you because it's funny. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's literally the plot. That's the whole plot oh of this my show. Oh, my god, It's so funny. And I've watched, like, four episodes of it. And both of them I haven't finished completely, but they're both so funny. They're ridiculous. Uh, the third one. Only so, a prince oh, can find love. Only a true prince can only find love. Only a true love, prince right? can find love. Or is it only a prince can find true love? Only a true prince can find love. Okay, only a true prince can find love. So I feel like if we're going to talk about the plot, it like goes through this whole season where he feels like he is a true prince and he's trying to train himself to be a prince and going through all the things. Meanwhile, he's in love with a fellow princess, of course. But then at the end of the first season, you realize he's not the only true prince. Ooh, okay. That's what I've got just off the top of my head. Or the big twist is that the love that he was looking for was for another prince. Okay. 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 No, I don't know. I don't know either. I was bored off of it. I I don't know. It wasn't one that I would watch. Or she's with a true prince and he, like the whole thing is like he doesn't think he's a true prince, but he's still trying to win her over where someone else is a true prince who is kind of going out with her, but it's one of those weird things where it's like, they're going out, but she could like, she's still seeing other people. And he's like, are you seeing him? Blah, 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 kind of deal. Kind of, kind of thing. And, okay. and then you realize as the show goes on that he actually is a true prince and he has room to contend that, or he just never is a true prince, but he finds true love anyway. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Or like I a probably difference wouldn't between watch love it. and true love. I'm not going to lie. Love. The title of this one, I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. It is one that my wife would be into, but like I'd be kind of bored, honestly. I feel like Emmeline would be really into it. It doesn't sound like it sounds like so she would be into something nice, something not so scary. But you know what is scary. Wow. Welcome back to Ryan's Spooky Corner DIY. Okay. We're taking a little pivot this this uh this episode. Cause I found something that uh that I wanted to do tonight and okay. uh something something I wanted to read <laughs> to you tonight. Um we've we've talked so much about urban legends and myths and folklore. But we never really talk about, outside of a few jokes, how to deal with those legends, those urban legends, those myths. Okay, so the way to, like, 
fight them or like not get killed by them? What are we talking about? It could about? be any of the above or maybe how to make your own urban legend. Okay. Which is why this is kind of an offshoot called Ryan Spooky Corner DIY. Okay. Okay. So okay. So I found. <laughs> We're going to build our own. A Wiki How article. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to step through this wiki article of how to get over your fear of Slenderman. My gosh. So we've talked about Slenderman on the show, but just to recap, Slenderman is a uh, creepypasta that was made way back in 2014. That's way back now. It's like nine years ago. Anyways. Welcome to the old club. He's a tall, thin, faceless person who wears a, a suit and he's found in the woods and... Um, he has really long arms and often depicted with tentacles, um, coming out of his back or out of his arms or whatever, right? He's terrifying, um, in my opinion, but this is a wiki how article of how to get over your fear of Slenderman. And it was last updated December 31st in 2022. So it's oh my gosh, pretty recent, new. pretty recent. The mom. <laughs> I'm going to have the hardest time getting through this, my guy. I read the first little bit and said, no, we have to do this for the show. The Oh, my God. You're going to have to give me a second to compose myself. Whew. Okay. <clears throat> the monsters on your bed and in your closet are long gone. Now your nightmares are packed with visions of the faceless, skinny man with abnormally long arms and a really nice, well-pressed suit. <laughs> You're practically the pining, true horror. You're practically <laughs> pining for the days of the boogeyman. <laughs> Never fear, Wiki How is here to get over fear of Slenderman. Read on. When you are done, heck, he'll be the one fearing you. Oh my gosh! Now there are three methods. There oh, are, there's three methods. There are three methods. Okay. Method number one. Okay. Using your logic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this article holds back no punches. <clears throat> the first point, uh, know that you could take him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not that tough. He's pretty skinny. Sure. I at least have some muscle on my bones. You don't know how... Hold on. You're hitting him right on the head is the problem. <laughs> Sure, maybe he's seven feet, two point one meters tall, but he's a stick. <laughs> you know his name, Slenderman. It's because he's skinny, and then all caps, very skinny. Dude, I'm swole. I got this. Listen, and he, and he was probably a geek in high school. <laughs> My God! Which is why he's acting like a scary masked man. Oh my God! You could totally, and this is word for word, you could totally kick his flat butt if he came at you. <laughs> Think of some names equivalent to Slenderman and just how absolutely non-scary they are. <laughs> Fat boy, voluptuous girl, pear-shaped and dragonous person. Really? What? You're gonna let a guy named Slenderman get the better of you? Come on, you can what do the- better than that. <laughs> 
shaped androgynous person. That one! That one right there! What? What is this horror? <laughs> this is ridiculous! <laughs> this is the best they could come up with! Think of, <laughs> think of some names equivalent to Slenderman. <laughs> Pear shaped androgynous person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then there's a picture of a, of a blonde girl thinking and in this it's little thought bubble it's Slenderman at a table with a paper and pen and coffee oh my gosh that's so funny <sighs> he's just an office worker I can yeah. take him think about his background this is the second part oh from the gosh. first method Let's take what we know about this guy, which admittedly is very little. He wears a suit every day. What kind of person wears a suit every day? (laughs) Either he's incredibly educated and has a well-paying job, or he's Barney Stinson. (laughs) They actually said that. Yes! Let's consider both theories. This this article is so unhinged. I mean... Honestly, <laughs> he's got a well-paying job. Why is he chasing you on his free time? And if he's Barney Stinson, flash him and you're good. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we go with the Slenderman is wealthy and educated theory. Oh, my God. It's probably... He's probably open to reason. Odds are he prefers the aisle seat on an airplane, doesn't eat very much junk food, watches very little television, and listens to audiobooks on his commute to work. Now that you know some of his tendencies, you could strike up a conversation. What humans? The- humans only fear the unknown. Slenderman is a misunderstood Barney Stinson. If this is the case, no, it's no, pop- hold up, hold up. <laughs> he's probably not actually chasing you. He's tears. just. He's just working out. He's, he's just, just trying to jog. Out. He's just trying to jog. He's more just work. embraced it. At this point, he's like, I'm going to chase you. Go, go, go. It's like watching a toddler run away from you. That's all it is. He's just embraced that he's scary and he oh, uses it as gosh. a workout. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Though. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I have tears. Oh, Slenderman is a misunderstood Barney Stinson. If this is the case, it's possible that his creepily sneaking into houses is his move. The man is just trying to get some love. Can you really hold that against him? Oh my god! Come on, even a mother wouldn't love that face, much less a woman outside his family. Life's probably been really rough. He needs understanding and care. Oh my gosh. Think about, this is the third one, think about his mortality. Think about the other part of his name, Slender Man. He's a man. He has hopes, dreams, fears, insecurities, and desires, loads of which are probably unfulfilled just like the rest of us. Hell, he's wandering around the woods with no one to talk to. How terrible a fate. Yeah, great. Okay, I'm going to kill him, and then he's going to become a ghost and chase me down because he's got unfulfilled wishes in his life. He probably prays for death every day, but it never comes. My God. It's got dark. I'm sorry, Slenderman. If you want me to help you kill yourself, I'll help you. What? What the... Okay, so these are some of the points that they made in that point, right? Slenderman will die. That is, if you believe he's alive, more on that later, he has not been alive since the height of the Egyptian Empire, and he cannot haunt you forever. 
In fact, he probably gets a cold a few times a year. He's just like the rest of us. Mere mortal. <laughs> the next point is names that end in man are usually of Germanic origin. If you see him, strike up a conversation about pretzels, beer, or the current economic crisis. You might want to stay away from World War II, for the record. Slenderman might be depressed. No one's seen him in synagogue, but maybe that's because he looks terrible in a yarmulke. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my gosh. They just told you to imagine him in a yarmulke. <laughs> I'm imagining it now. I think he looks great in a yarmulke. <laughs> my god holy oh crap. man and that was only method one. Oh, it's not over oh there's more how long is this i'm only gonna go through the first method okay because we got a lot of time yeah. to go <laughs> i'm only gonna go through the first method i'll go through i'll go through the other methods later oh my gosh <sighs> maybe i'll use put that on a patreon but uh number four visualize his hugs no. What? <laughs> no. Dude, that's what terrifies me, actually. Do you know how many people Slenderman could hug at once? How amazing would it feel to be in a group of half a dozen people all sharing the same hug at the same time? Yeah, dead. Think of the bonding. Death. Those arms could wrap around you and keep you wa- your you warm for ages. No, he's too skinny. He's going to cut me in half. All you have to do is get on his good side. Uh-huh. It- <laughs> he got none. <laughs> it's highly likely that Slenderman doesn't get a lot of hugs. Lots of people are probably intimidated by his inhuman-like proportions or tentacleness. Next time you dream about Slenderman, think about hugging him. Heck, he'll, <laughs> Heck, he'll probably start blubbering like a baby and talk to you about how he was called Octopus Boy as a child. My gosh. <laughs> Can we talk also about the fact that they can't decide whether they want to stick with heck or hell in this article? Can we also talk about this article Octopus roasts boy? They roast the living hell out of the dude. Just like Jeez. picture these names. He's not that scary. Also, his name was made fun of. Also, he's a geek. Also, he's a geek. Also, he's unlovable. <laughs> like what? I I feel bad for Slenderman now. Like I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared of him anymore. I feel bad for him. I have to keep going. Number five, know that he's virtually senseless. The guy has no eyes, nose, mouth, or ears. Think about that. He can't see you, smell you, breathe on you, or hear you. Why would you say breathe on me? (laughs) Why would you say that? (laughs) Like, for real now. If someone put you in the woods, weaponless and blindfolded, (laughs) chopped off your ears, nose, and duct taped your mouth, how powerful would you be? Not very. The squirrels would even be able to take you. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. He probably has a sixth sense of some sort. Maybe he sees dead people. So, yeah, he can teleport. That's awesome. More on that in a bit. But even if he does have a sixth <laughs> sense, you still have four that he doesn't. What the fuck? There's now the next picture is a <laughs> picture of um what looks to be a coral. I could see a starfish, a little fish, and then oh it, a God. equal sign. And then Slenderman. Number six, picture him as calamari. <laughs> that uh, They're going back to the octopus boy. The, those tentacle arms that pop out of his back would be delicious. No. Not to go all cannibalistic no. on you. But if you were to eat Slenderman, think battered and deep fried. Yum. 
WikiHow can help you here with articles on cooking calamari and frying calamari. You don't have to eat it slash him, but it would make for an interesting turn of events. Uh, note, if you do ever succeed in coming close enough to Slenderman to chop off one of his tentacle arms, you probably just want to do him off for good. If you're the one that chopped off his See, arm... See, I just heard... St- stop. <laughs> I just heard you probably just want to do him. And you know what? After episode 69? <laughs> there are some people who do. <laughs> I am ashamed to say that I have read some fan fiction. <laughs> Yeah, you should be ashamed. I am ashamed <laughs> because I opened up the one fan fiction that I have read of Slenderman. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, my <clears throat> gosh. <sighs> if you're the one that chopped off his arm, he'll probably come after you like Richard Kimball went after the one-armed man. I don't know that reference. I don't know. I wouldn't <clears throat> need it. So that's that's the first method is basically mentally preparing oh my yourself. gosh. Uh, method two is taking no, no, no. action, and no, method no, no. three is um, method one is bully the hell control, out of the dude. Control, yeah, method Mental, one. Method one is just mentally bully, bully the him. shit out of Slenderman. <laughs> call him a geek. <clears throat> call him octopus boy. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he's not huggable. He's not lovable. Nobody wants him. <laughs> so I, at I, least he's got a desk <laughs> job somewhere. <laughs> So I think I'm gonna continue this article next week because we gotta we gotta oh have my gosh. a part two to this. I, Yo. I I gotta finish this up. But yeah, so that is <laughs> that is method one of three using your logic. Uh, so that's the first part. So we don't know exactly logic. how to deal with Slenderman yet. Bully. But but <laughs> if all the first method you could try is just Roast the shit out of him, <laughs> and if need be, roast him literally. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wowzers, y'all! What is this? God, if you have some great calamari recipes, don't or don't, don't send them or, to me. I will look them up or myself seafood later. recipes. No, send them to us at talktothenerd at gmail dot com. Oh That's talk gosh. the number to the nerd at gmail dot com. You can send us anything you want, like questions. We love answering your guys's questions, uh, but ultimately we're here to just give you a good time. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean on podcasts when we're talking about yeah. like D and D. Wow, you dirty time. minded fuck. I mean. Anyways, <laughs> to be fair, I I am the dirty-minded fuck. Episode sixty-nine's kind of left a, a a burning patch on on my body of of just broiled skin. I don't know. I didn't do anything to you. I'm I sorry. I did it to myself, Richard. <laughs> true. I did it to myself. This I said true. I want to do this. You said okay because I'm sure somewhere in your subconscious you knew this is just Ryan. Throwing himself into a frying pan. This is true. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Love you guys. It's It's been such a fun ride so far. Should we have some kind of closer? I've, I've been listening to the McElroy's lately. I'm like behind on four by four episodes. And they took six episodes to figure out how to close their show. And it made me realize like, should we have like a closer? I mean, we have a closer. Come back next time so you two can talk to the nerd. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that's you're gonna take away the one thing I do. Listen, listen, you're taking the one thing that I do in the show. No, 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 because listen, here's my logic. They have a closer, and then Justin still says, "Kiss your dad square on the lips." He doesn't want me to talk anymore, guys. That's not literally not what I'm saying. He doesn't. I'm saying keep your thing, but maybe we should have like a like a pre pre. I'm Ryan Hall. And I'm, I mean, I guess I'm Richard Lasko, Shut but like, you don't want up. me anymore, Shut so. The fuck up! If you want no, to come I back, you. come back and I talk to you. one of us, I guess. I love you. Jerk! <laughs> come back next time, and you too can talk to one nerd! Ha 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 ha!